This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from housework. Saving money is always a good thing, and there's no reason why your next remodel or DIY project has to break the bank. Uh, you know, you can throw some sweat equity in there and save a little money. Also, we look at your emergency preparedness kit. You know, this uh, this this Laura thing is bearing down. On, is that the name? Am I using the correct name, Laura? Yeah, is bearing down. So we gotta we gotta make sure that we're ready for her. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. If you have a question today about a contractor, as a matter of fact, go ahead and throw that in 877-MPB-RING. I know that sounds crazy, but right now is uh, kind of the the calm before the storm. People are going to be looking for contractors in the next, oh, geez, the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll be looking for contractors from whatever is being done by this current uh, wave of weather that's coming into Mississippi. We do know that it's going to bring water. Water can make a lot of damage to homes. Wind is going to create a problem. So um, uh, if you need a question about contractor, call us, 877-MPB-RING. How are you fellas? Oh, wait, I can't say fellas anymore. How are y'all doing this morning? <laughs> Pam, why don't you go first? Well, I just want to make an observation about these storms. Did you notice Marco's kind of fizzled out? Marco's Laura, she's mad. Laura, Laura is mad. Yeah. Laura's mad. She's well, out there churning and churning and churning, and she's gonna she's gonna do some damage. You just gotta watch out for angry women. Yeah, well, it, you know, uh, Laura's like, yeah, this is twenty twenty. Do your worst. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. What are you guys working on right now, uh, Pam? Well, right now I'm working on some really sore muscles because I went whitewater rafting over the weekend, and I don't remember it beating me up quite bad the last time. I went. It gets worse each year, Pam. Every year. So, um, I have soaked so many times in the salt, I might turn into a fish. Okay, so so now we can say Pam is pickled. Pam's pickled Brian. because I Pam, Pammy was so sore from getting boxed around in that whitewater rafting uh adventure where did you go i went we went up to the echoey we rented a um oh yeah rented a cabin in the woods and played jenga okay so the echoey um, echoey is in georgia right i think it's in tennessee but it's right up there okay I don't know, Jeff. Do you know? I can't. Uh, well, we went through five because no, we were in North Carolina, then we were in Georgia. You know, when you get up in that area, you can be in a different state, not even know it. But but I know the area. There we go. All right, Jeff. What are you working on? Well, I tell you what, I am so excited about what I am going to do in the next two weeks. I might even make a movie about it. Um, oh wow! Oh, it's going to be cool. We, we, we've got a house that caught on fire, and um, 
when you drive up to the house, you can't even tell that it caught on fire. Now, most of the fire was on the back wing, mm-hmm. and uh, but it, it is a total loss. So we are um, demoing. We're going to demolish the the home. So, what is more fun than to pull up there in a track hoe, take that bucket, and just start ripping that house apart? You know what? That you is know? fun. That has got to be fun. That's got. To be fun. I know. I I need to sell tickets or something. Right. So. So yeah, so that's um, and 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 you know no one was hurt. We can we can rebuild. It's sticks and bricks. So right. we're going to rebuild, and uh, we'll come out the other end with a um, with a nicer house than what was there before the fire. You've got to be the only person I know that drives up to a fire and uh, at a home and thinks, <laughs> man, that's beautiful. I'm going to tear that down. So exciting. Right. Yeah. Hey, right. Do they know what the cause of the fire was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, um, it was some candles and, um, uh, yeah, it, it was really unfortunate. It's been very, um, a, a tax scene on trying to get the insurance company to settle, right. which that's a whole nother show. Right. But, uh, it, it was an accident, and, and, you know, accidents happen. So, fortunately, everyone got out, all the all the people that were there, plus the pets. So, so from that aspect, it was a blessing. Well, that's good. Well, uh, some little information for you here, guys. We, we, we've hit a milestone here at Fix It 101. Uh, we're now over 100,000 downloads of our podcast. Um so, uh, you know, over 100,000 times people have downloaded this podcast. I did a little bit of work, and it seems that most of that is attributed to a grandmother in Iowa whose computer's stuck on a loop and <laughs> downloading our show. But it, either way, we're at 100,000. So. Hey, I downloaded thank you. it twice. <laughs> right. Thank you for, 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 for downloading all that stuff. Right, yeah, we do appreciate her. <laughs> So, uh, and if you do want to listen to the podcast, if you find something uh, amusing or useful, you can go to mpbonline.org. So, so Hurricane Laura, Mike, uh, Marco created less than favorable conditions in Mississippi and our uh, neighbors here in the Gulf. But, you know, we do expect wind. We do expect plenty of water. Um, and, and, and we're going to be expecting some, I'm assuming Jeff, some insurance claims from this before it's all over with. Well, you know, it's, it's a little scary if we will, and I'm not saying this is another Katrina. I I do not believe it is, but during Katrina, Jackson, Mississippi and surrounding areas was hit with a category one. Right. All right. We've got a high three, low four that's going to hit somewhere around Lake Charles. Um, I, I, I went through the category one, and it's tough, let me tell you. Right. So uh, I think this is something we, we better look at real seriously and, um, uh, you know, let's, let's pay attention. You know, uh, a lot and, of times. And, and, and get prepared. A lot of times we talk on this show and we almost always, it's unfortunate we react because we catch the incident after the event has happened. And we talk about, okay, we know you're looking for contractors. Here's what you do. 
uh, before it happens, before this happens, write this down, put it in, uh, put it in your phone or whatever. M S B O C dot U S M S B O C dot U S that's the Mississippi state board of contractors. Uh, you can go and look there licensed contractors there. You can also look at your local, uh, uh, home builders associations. Uh, all of those folks are going to be licensed. If you look at MHI.com, uh, that's a, a local Mississippi housing Institute. You can look there and find, uh, contractors there license, uh, the whole nine yards, but do your homework and make sure that if you have damage, don't look for a contractor, uh, while you're scared and don't know what's going on and everything else, go ahead and get right. get some ideas now. And uh, and also, uh, one of the things we've talked about on the show, look on these sites because one of the things we want to make sure of is looking for local contractors. The best thing that you can have during this situation is to find a local contractor if you can. Uh, the reason for that is that the work at some point will be done. And hopefully it will be done properly the first time. If it is not a local contractor, someone you can call back. So anyway, just you know what? what's that? I'm sorry, Jason. I hate to interrupt, but you are exactly right. Hire the local contractor, but more importantly than that, make certain that that your contractor is licensed in the state of Mississippi. That way, if something were to go wrong, that you, the, the state of Mississippi has teeth, if you will, on that company uh, in the way of, you know what, we're going to we're going to go um, and, and have a meeting um, with the company and the homeowner to find out what really went on. So the, the board of contractors has hire a licensed contractor remember that right and you know and let me locals. add this too go Jeff, ahead pam because because uh, i used to do some work for boc we would go around and and do that kind of stuff consider having your work inspected by third-party neutral home inspector before you pay them that last check sure absolutely that way you know it's done right and i would let that contractor know up front before i pay you I'm going to make sure that this is done right. So I've got this inspector. I've hired them to come in and check. And then, and probably then at that point, you'll know you'll get it. Right. Yeah. And don't worry about hurting the contractor's feelings. This is business. Uh, it, it's not well, a, contractor. a, a no, good contract. Con- is going to want that. Right. They're going to want somebody to verify that their work is correct. Right. And uh, Con- contractors has no feelings. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Left a long time. All now, right. Now, here's something else to 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 remember. If we get hit with a significant storm in this area, mm-hmm. although insurance companies work seven days a week, the the system slows way down. The very first thing that you want to concentrate on is protecting your asset. Get a tarp. Have some tarps on site. I'm not saying the homeowner should go up there and tarp, but if you have a tarp already, when the contractor gets there, um, 
here I've got my own tarp. Let the right. contractor get on the roof and do the tarping, but but just slow down. Do not get in a hurry. Okay, that's a, some great advice. Look, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk to Henry and Meridian on the phone. But it's time for our, us to take our first one. When we return, we'll share uh, some money-saving tips on your next remodel. Also talk a little bit more about uh, storms coming in and how you can prepare for that. Join the conversation this morning by giving us a call at 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org and we'll be right back. from the Mississippi Housing Institute, the educational arm of the Home Builders Association of Mississippi. Information on where to find certified builders and remodelers is at cpbms.com. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. During the break, you heard uh, another uh, uh suggestion for a place to look for contractors that c p b m s dot com okay yeah c p b dot m s dot com another place to look for contractors here in uh here in the state uh oh java's gonna get in on the action what's going on well that's actually the mississippi housing institute's uh-huh. website Oh, okay. I know earlier we said MHI. Yeah, but that's not But it. that's not, even though it, that would be kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> but C- yeah, it, CPB is a designation uh, certified professional builder. Uh-huh. And you also have a certified professional remodeler. Okay, so CPBMS.com. That's Mississippi Housing Institute. Okay, good deal. Right. That way you can. Yeah, yeah. Another place to look for contractors that are licensed, certified, you know, bonded, uh, the whole nine yards, and you really want to look for that. Right now, the the big issue with that is that uh, everybody is looking for subcontractors when these big storms come through. The locals already know people in market, so they can get to them quickly. The, the non-locals have to advertise on Craigslist to find their folks. All right, so let's go to Henry and Meridian, and what's uh, what's going on, Henry? Hey, good morning. Good morning. I'm looking. I'm looking for a qualified uh, mold inspector. I have a house, older house, and I need an inspector for mold. Okay. Um, so, guys, go ahead. If he if he's got an older house and he wants to see if it has microbial growth, um, what's he do? Who's he call? Well, we do that. We can do some air sampling on that. Um, why do you think there's mold there, Henry? 
there's a dark spot on the wall. We wipe it off, clean off with bleach, but a little while later, it comes right back. Okay, hmm. and it's an older home. Where's your... Well, it, yeah. You you would want... I think there's... And there may be some home inspectors in Meridian that do that. Um, but the thing I would... And, and Jeff... The thing that I don't like, and I work with the remediation companies, I don't like for them to do the initial inspection. I would rather have a third party do it. So home inspectors can run those tests, uh, an environmental. Um, and I met with that guy last week on a different project. But I kind of like to have a third party because then they're not going to tell you that something's going on so that they can turn around and charge you a fee for the repair. And home inspectors can't do that. We're... Our ethics don't allow us to do any contractor work. Even though I'm a licensed contractor, I can't come in and inspect something and then say, oh, yeah, for $500, I'll fix that for you. Right, right. <laughs> I can't okay. do that. That's against my ethics, uh, my, my uh, right. association. Now, well, there's, another, third party there's another uh, thing here, Henry, that, that to think about. Now, on the other line is Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, who – has spent many years walking into places that are full of it um, and, and can probably spot it pretty quick, I would think. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with Pam. I don't want to put the burden on the contractor to, to make the determination on microbial growth. I want to do an air quality test. So... The first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to test my air outside, which is going to be my benchmark. Then I, I will test my air inside that house. Now, now I know what my air is. Then go to the source of the of the problem. It takes food and it takes water. So I'm 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 with Pam. Hire a professional. Then once you get that report take that to your contractor and let them perform. Yeah, because okay, it so. could be um, and what what we do, and it's exactly what Jeff said, I want to find out if there's mold growth or microbial growth or whatever. There's got to be a water source, so we have to figure out what the water source is, and when you say there's spots on the wall, it could be condensation from the air conditioning system. I've got two clients I'm working with right now where the AC was installed incorrectly and now they've got mold growth and we did the testing. And so now we're working with remediation companies to figure out and an environmental engineer on what is the best way to fix the AC because you could come in and remediate your mold. And if you don't take care of your water, you just spend a lot of money for nothing. Okay. I understand. Okay. So where do I need to start? Well, look for a home inspector in my local area. I would make those phone calls to see um, if there's an independent um, inspector that could come in and do those air samples for you. And we all do them the same. I mean, it, Jeff's exactly right. We're going to run a sample outside. Then we're going to come inside and do, we usually do run an air sample for every thousand square feet. And then we're going to take that mold. It's a spore trap and we send it to a lab and they will then analyze that to let you know if your indoor air has a higher concentration of mold spores than the outdoor air 
then now you've got a problem that needs to go to a remediator. Okay, if it's so not you might that not. High, you, it could be a DIY project. So but, you might not hear the answer the day that the person is there. Oh no! Okay. No, no. There, I, there's only one person that, in the state that I know. He's an environmental engineer here in Jackson, and he's got the big wig equipment. You know, ten thousand dollars worth of stuff. Right. And he can run all the samples there on site, but he ain't cheap. Right. Okay. He's got pay for that equipment, so it's a you're usually looking at, I mean, the, the average can run anywhere between $75 to $200 per sample. And it just depends on the size of the house. And we usually run one sample per thousand square feet. So how big is your house, Henry? It's uh, 2,500 square feet. Okay, 2,500 square feet. Probably you're looking at three or four samples then. And they could run a, a tape sample, too, and, you know, stick it on the stuff and pull it off and stick it down the envelope, and they could look at that, too. But I would I would start with maybe some home inspectors in the Meridian area and um, see if any of them are doing that, because a lot of them do. All right, Henry. Okay, so hope that works out. Ask them to do air samples. Check for uh, mold. Right. Yeah, well, they'll, that's what they're doing. They're running those samples, okay. so they're checking for the mold. And it usually... You know, it, usually I can get them back in three days. Lately, not okay. so much. Uh, it's taken a little bit. And then also, remember this, a byproduct of a hurricane is slowed down everything. FedEx, UPS, U.S. Postal. <laughs> it just really slows everything down. But they're going to have to take those samples and mail them off somewhere. So however, you know. Three, four days. Right. Okay, well, in the, one more question. In the meantime, will dehumidifier help? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, right. it'll dry something out for you. Just be sure that you're cleaning the filter and emptying the water. Right. Because if you don't, you're just creating a whole other problem. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Thank hey. you, Henry. We thank appreciate it. All right. Have a good Yes. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of getting ready for those hurricanes, let's do mention this real quick. Uh, this is the FEMA.gov list of things to put in an emergency kit. OK, water. Uh, gosh, this is a big one. Water, one gallon per person per day, a three day supply for evacuation, two weeks supply for home if you can get it. Uh, food, non-perishable, easy-to-prepare items, three-day supply for evacuation, two-week supply for home. I do know this, that, like, I think, wasn't it during Katrina that they figured out the number one selling food was, like, strawberry Pop-Tarts? So go ahead and grab your boxes of Pop-Tarts now. So that's, yeah, no, really. FEMA had boxes of Pop-Tarts. Are you gonna, all right, a flashlight. All right, you're going to have a flashlight. Battery-powered uh, or hand-cranked radio. You know, and it's it's kind of interesting. Your phone might be the tool now for your kit because it's got a lot of these things on it, including a flashlight, including a, a, a radio of sorts that you can use. However, sometimes we learned in Katrina that the phones don't work at some point. Also... Uh, remember to bring extra batteries. And when you say that, you think, oh, yeah, that's for the radio. Not just that. Bring bring a phone charger. That's going to be a huge need for you as the thing goes on. Also, of course, a first aid kit. 
So anyway, a first aid kit. So those are some things you want to throw into that hurricane kit. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. I got an email real quick, and let's go to that. Okay. Uh, I recently moved into a house with vinyl wood look flooring. Vinyl wood look flooring. So I'm guessing this is vinyl flooring. Looks like wood. In several spots, the edge of the strip is slightly elevated is there a problem any thoughts on that guys well it sounds like when they were installing they they uh put it into you know instead of tapping (laughs) they crunched it and that's what will happen is that those edges will perforate so i don't know that you can fix that really yeah if you hit it too hard those those edges will perforate and um yeah, and it just wears and wears and eventually will um, cause quite a bit of damage. I'm not sure. Maybe there's a DIY fix on that, I, I, and I'd love to know it because I've got a little bit of it going on in my house. Too. Jeff, any thoughts? Fine, be that way. All right, let's go to uh, real quick. Kathleen is on in Osaka on the phone. What's going on, Kathleen? Well, we're down here holding on, trying to see which way the wind's going to blow. Right. Listen. There's one little or a couple little things that people tend to forget that's kind of important. A mechanical a mechanical can opener. Because when the lights go out, you can't open your can food without a can opener. And oh, my gosh. That's genius, Kathleen. It, it didn't even occur to me. You, I sat here and said, go ahead and get some non-perishable canned food and all that other stuff. And then yeah, get them open. Can't but get them open. That's you a good can point. damage your hand real quick with a screwdriver or a knife. Don't do that. Right. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a gallon of bleach and some gloves uh, and some basic medical like methylate or band-aids or antibacterial cream, little things that you should probably have in your medical cabinet, but right. go ahead and have them on hand. And stuff for your pets. Oh, yeah, they the pet stuff. Crazy. Yeah, food. If you have to brush them, some dogs you just have to right. get after it. But... You know, whatever you need for your your pets, keep them happy. Right. A lot of folks left for work this morning but didn't think about this. But when you do get home and get ready to get out of there or whatever you're going to do, grab your medicine. That's always a big thing that people tend to forget. So anyway, uh, thank you, Kathleen. I appreciate it. And do hang on. Grab a hold of a palm tree or something and uh, hang in there. And we'll, we'll we'll catch you next week. All right, let's uh, go ahead and take breaks. Time for our uh, uh, second break. There we go, second break of the hour. Uh, we'll return. We'll help you redesign your kitchen without breaking the bank. We'll give that a whirl. Uh, this uh, will also help you save money. And we're going to talk more about hurricane preparedness, what you need to do if you're looking for a contractor. If you've got a question about a, uh, something you're working on at your home or that you want to do, give us a call. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 
or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB Public Media app. Yep, you can download that for free on uh, Google Play or app store so uh let's uh, go to the phone real quick debbie's on the line in uh, florence and she's got a, maybe an answer on that vinyl flooring thing you with us debbie i am okay we talked before the break someone was asking a question they, let's see it was an email and she said i recently moved into a house with vinyl wood looking floor in several spots the edge of the strip is slightly elevated is there a problem did you have a comment on that debbie I do. I had the same problem with the house, and what I did is I took, and you have to do little small sections at a time, took super glue and ran it right along the edge where it was popping up, uh-huh. and then you've got to wipe it, you know, so you get the excess off, lay down a piece of wax paper, and then put a weight on it. You know, heavy book or a brick or whatever on top of it and let it set. And so you literally just let this thing right back down. You glued it down. Yes. That's you know what? That's as good as idea of any as any we've heard, which has been none. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh yeah, okay. I'm gonna but the trick it. is be sure to use the wax paper because it won't stick to the super glue. Really? Yeah. Wax paper won't stick to super glue? It does not. Well, it didn't for me. But, oh, okay. You, know, you put the waxy side down, you know, against the wood, and then just put a weight on it to, you know, smush it back down and let it suck for about a half hour. Okay, and your floor was vinyl, correct, not wood? It was vinyl, yes. Okay, great. Thank you. We we appreciate it. I mean, they, right, you know, you so, I knew somebody had to have a way to do that. Thank you very much. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Wanted to do another email real quick. If you want us to want to give us a call, you can. If you want us to want to send an email, it's fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, here we go, folks. Years ago, the bathroom upstairs had some major plumbing issue, and there was a leak to the ceiling of the bedroom below. Right, So there was a bedroom below the bathroom, and there was a leak. I'm told the plumbing was fixed, but for years that ceiling has had a very long stain, about five to six feet by two feet wide. Um, I've been in a room. I've been in the room a few times, but it's not in use for anything but storage. And the door stays closed, so it's been out of sight, out of mind. I recently noticed a distinct mildew odor in that room, so I want to get it taken care of right away. I don't know where to start or whom to contact. Uh, how essential is mold remediation as the first step? Do they fix ceilings? If not, who do? Who does? A sheetrock person? So. Uh, who wants to give that one a whack? Go, Jeff. <laughs> well, your your mold remediation, here's the number one rule in mold remediation. Number one, remove it if you can. Real simple. Sheetrock's easy to remove. 
don't spend the money on treating it, remove it. Okay. They're not right. going to, they're, they're not going to put it back. I, I would never let them let a mold remediation company do the rebuild. Um, I don't think they're trained in that. I don't think they have the talent for that. I'm sure I'm going to get all kind of phone calls. Hire a qualified construction um, um, contractor to mm-hmm. do your putback. Because it's more than just sheetrock. It's insulation, it's sheetrock, it's trim, it's cabinets, all kind of things. But the number one rule, once you get rid of it, you have no more microbial growth inside that home, if that makes sense. Would you would well, you suggest that this person speak to instead of it? Because it looks as though they might have like a compound issue here. Would you suggest they speak to a general instead of, say, a, a plumber or a sheetrock person or, a, you know, this or that? I, I would start with the general first. Absolutely. Um, do they have an insurance claim? They very well may. So, again, get someone that is experienced in that, in that particular area uh-huh. and, uh, and, and get them out there. Let's start making some determinations. Do I have an insurance claim? Who do I need? And then, you know, hire the appropriate persons to, to, to do that. But you're saying it's well, not worth keeping. Yeah, well, you've got to figure out where's the... And this goes back to what I was saying before. I, I would actually start with a home inspector who's got a thermal camera because then yeah. you can find out if, you know, because what we do, we're chasing water. The biggest enemy of a house is water. So, you know, what I would do is I'd go in that house as an inspector and I'd go upstairs and turn all the water on. Well, the first thing I would do is use my thermal camera and thermal underneath that bedroom. Then I'd go upstairs and I'd turn all that water on. Then I would do a subsequent thermal and decide if we do indeed have still have a leak going on, because if, oh. if there's no leak, then you can you can go straight to taking the sheetrock out. But if there's a leak and you don't fix it, <laughs> right, it's a wasted sheetrock. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So so uh, possibly have someone come in to inspect first to see what it is and then uh, maybe get a general because you could possibly need a plumber. You could possibly need a sheetrock person. You could pros- Well, there's a lot of things and you may have to get insurance into it. So there might be a good call to a general to, to, to help out. Uh, but right. the inspector to start with is a great idea to find out if if you need to hire that general or what you need. So. Well, we do that all the time because what we want to do is give some guidance on. So you're not paying a general to just try to figure out what the problem is. You can just give them a document that says, okay, here are the issues. This is the problem. How much is it going to cost me to get this fixed? Right. Okay. And, and two, and two, now this is another good point. Uh, let's say we get a, a licensed, qualified home inspector out there, and the home inspector says, okay, the problem is right here at, at A. You hire your contractor. Well, it turns out the, the problem is at B, then you have someone to fall back on. I'm going right. to make a phone call to the home inspector and say, now look now, I paid you X amount. You told me problem was A, but it's actually problem B. Um, let, let's sit down and, and work this thing out. So yeah. have some people that can be accountable. Right. All right. Uh, Jerry's on the road right now. He's got a comment on a uh, 
uh, last week's show a caller. What what was your comment about Jerry? Hey, yes, I was listening to it, and uh, a German called in and bought the cooktop. He had the granite countertop with the gap. Yes. Yeah, there was. Let me let me remind everybody so they know what you're talking about. We had a caller. They called in. They had a a cooktop that went into a granite countertop, and the cooktop was a little smaller. And we suggested using a spacer type thing. Uh, I believe we suggested metal when all was said and done. Uh, but what was your idea, Jerry? I had that similar situation. What I did, I went to a granite place where they you know, cut up granite, and they had a stack of granite that they cut loose from other granite that they just tossed over. And I went through it, and I found a piece that's very, very close to granite that I had. And, they, and I had my measurement, and they actually cut it for me. They didn't charge me for it. And I uh, put a little white, cut a little piece of white out on the back of the screws in and glued it on both ends and, and just um, pushed the stove up against me, and it was, you wouldn't notice the difference. Wow. That's amazing. You went over and above. That is fantastic. Did, did you get that, Jeff? I did. That's a great idea. Uh, I guess you can go and find something that looks like your granite countertop, have it cut to fit that space, and away we go. Did you just, uh, uh, Jerry, did you see you glued it in there? Yeah, uh, two one-bys on each end to get something to rest on. And yeah. I screwed it and glued it, put a little glue on each end, just hold it in place. And the weight of the stove actually kept holding in as well. Huh. Okay. Great idea, man. I appreciate that. Okay. There we go. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. All right. Let's go to another email. Uh, a recent – no, wait. I, I think I did that one. Okay. There is a crack in the grout. Oh, wow, guys. There's a crack in the grout that goes from one wall to the other. On, uh, I guess, a tile floor. I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new. Is that expensive, or should I go down to the slab and investigate? Now, we've talked about grout before. Another email came in about this, about uh, pulling grout out and, and, and or, or fixing cracked grout. What really is the, the first go-to idea if you've got cracked grout? What can be done maybe to DIY this? Put okay. a rug over it. Put, <laughs> put a rug over it? <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. That sounds like that came uh, there, straight there, from Felder rushing. We just went down to 900 downloads now. Baby. Right, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're at a thousand. Now we're at nine hundred. Right. Now we're <laughs> so, so we've got this crack on the grout. Uh, and let's say the floor is not moving, so we don't need to repair the uh, understructure of any sort. Uh, and and so I've got, let's say, a hairline crack in this grout, and let's call this crack along the tile line where it meets the tile. Um, what what might you be? Know, a, go ahead. You know, we we. We laugh at Pam's idea, and I, I know what she meant. Um, the the grout is cracked a little bit. It's really and truly not a big deal. Uh, and, and the reason I say that, when you take that grout out of that one cracked line and you put new grout in there, now it's turned out to be a big deal because it's two different colors. You are not going to match that grout. I don't huh. care if you have the same bag. You're not going to match it 
because how much water was put in the first batch right. that they made. So either you're going to regrout the entire floor or live with the small minor hairline crack. Now, if your tile is cracking, you most likely have some minor movement in your in your home. Right. Uh, if it cracks and you can, you know, drop your foot down in it, then you probably have major foundation issues. So, you know. Well, let me throw in the DIY for this. I've I've done something like this myself in a bathroom in my home. And I will say probably one of the greatest tools a DIYer can own is a Dremel tool. If you don't know what a Dremel tool, uh, find a Dremel tool. But if you've got a grout issue, Dremel makes a thing. And Dremel is a brand. What it is, a rotary tool. You know, it just spins really fast. So it's good for a lot of things. Well, they have a particular thing that you can, a little uh, widget that you can put on a, a Dremel tool that will just route that grout straight out. And it basically leaves the tile stuck to the ground with just uh, the, the, the grout routed out. So this little bit you use in the, in the Dremel. So you can take the grout, all of it, out every bit of it uh and then you can re-grout if you want to now that is by the way i've done this one time that is a long day so just be prepared for that if that's something that you want to do but there is a diy if you want to start all over like that pam you look disgusted with that yeah i've actually done that it it happened in a in my office actually where i'm sitting right now and that's it. I had a uh, a crack and that I and I did it, you know, during the winter. I didn't have anything else to do, but I had my Dremel tool. I had my and I, and Jeff is so right because I had the original bag of when this tile was put in, like because I, I save everything. So I pulled that bag out. I mixed it. Um, and what I did because I had some space underneath my tile, and just keep in mind, folks, keep in mind. There are two things that are really important to remember. Number one, trees don't grow straight. So two by fours have a tendency to have little curves in them because trees don't grow straight. If you want a straight house, build it out of steel because trees don't grow straight. And the second thing is concrete doesn't pour flat. (laughs) I mean, they will work it and work it and work it on a slab, but it's going to have little indentions in it. So, right. you know, whoever came up with laying tile on a slab, because you'll have pockets of air and you'll have these little cracks. It just happens. So if you're going to dig all that grout out, get you a caulk gun and try to put something underneath that tile so the, so the tile doesn't move so that your crack doesn't come back. <laughs> I, did you do that, Jason, when you were doing yours? Please, that was way too much effort. No, no, I tell you what, the one thing I will say that that we did do that was the smartest thing we ever did was put that, and I forget what it's called. Jeff can tell me it straight off the bat, but it's that orange waffle cone looking thing that you lay down onto the wood before you put your tile down. Um, It's underlayment. 
it's a Sluder product. Yeah, yeah. It's like this mat German. that you lay down and you, you nail it yeah. to the, the base, the floor, and that way it, it, it doesn't move around so much. Or that's looks, if you're on a conventional foundation. But if that's you're on right. Flat, that's you right. Yeah. yeah, well, I use, <laughs> my, I use mine in the upstairs. Yeah, I use mine in the upstairs bathroom because it was a... That's right. That's right. right. All right. Uh, hey. I wanted to add one thing on uh-huh. the hurricane preparedness, if I could. Yeah, sure. Uh, freeze some water in your in your freezer. Uh, it's going to do a couple things. It's going to it's going to give you ice, obviously, if the power goes out. But but the most important thing it's going to do is keep your freezer cold for a prolonged amount of time. If if we have a you know, two, two, three day, and hopefully we won't. I don't think we're going to, but some places in Mississippi will uh, freeze that water and stick it in the freezer. That is a genius idea. I never thought about that, man. So and then I've got one more. Go for it. Let's say, let's say that you are going to evacuate. Uh-huh. Freeze, freeze a cup of water. Put a coin on top of it. I've told, I've told y'all this before. Put a coin on top of it. Put it in the freezer. If that coin is at the bottom of that glass when you come back, you know that your power has been off for quite some time. Oh, wow. Enough for that to melt and enough for that coin to go to the bottom of that cup. Jeff, that is is old school genius. I know. (laughs) Hey, that's... That's grandpa stuff, man. I'm telling you. No, you need to go ahead and put a, a little trademark by that and sell it yeah. somewhere. <laughs> hey, trust me. <laughs> I stole it from someone else. <laughs> okay. So that's pretty cool. So put us a, a cup of water, uh, a frozen yep. cup of water with a penny on top, uh, you know, like a yeah, Dixie yeah. cup or something, yeah. inside the freezer. If you come back and that penny's on the bottom, everything has been uh, thawed and then refrozen. Everything needs to come out of that freezer. Right. Okay. So, so, and then also freeze a, a, what, like a gallon of water, would you say? Yeah. I mean, I would do as many as I could fit in my freezer. Yeah. Um, And and, uh, freeze a gallon of water. Like you said, he's basically, you're, you're basically making a cooler out of your freezer. That's right. That's a good Um, idea, Jeff. Thanks. You you know, because if if we, we don't know this, but uh, uh, back, you know, in, back in the day, that's how they kept stuff cold was with ice. It wasn't with, uh, yeah, an ice know, box. They, they, they didn't have a freezer. So, um, man, what a great <laughs> idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, eight, seven, seven MPB ring. Oh, 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 uh, Kathleen's back on the line. She wanted to tell us about that grout thing with the little crack in the grout. Kathleen, you there? You're like the yes, unofficial fourth member here. What's what's I your idea? You, I know you kid me, Jason, about not not having all these tools and doing that, but this is true. When you take that tile out, if you have a Dremel, it's excellent. Now, save the dust or the, the grouting that you took out. Put it in a plastic bag or whatever you can put. And when you put the tile back in, if you want to match the color, you can take that fine ground dust that you just took out. Make, it, make sure if it's not fine, it has to be fine. Hit it with a hammer in a plastic bag or get a tube for or something. But you can use some caulking. Or when you, you know how they have that little paint thing that you can kind of rub on the grout to change the color? Yeah. You can add it 
to the what you have. Mm-hmm. Get closest color to it, and it will pick up the color from the grout you took out. Wow. That's interesting. That's, okay, cool. Have you tried well, that before, Kathleen? Yes, I have. Okay. Now, it, one one job came out absolutely excellent. The second job was a little lighter, but with time and foot foot traffic and stuff, it will even out. But it won't be as drastic as putting white on a kind of two-year-old tile that may be tan in the crack. Right. Okay, so cool. That's for someone in a fine area or where it's going to make a big difference. For a patio, may not be a big deal. But in a room that you've spent a lot of money doing, this is something you might try it on something else outside until you get your color right. Okay. And then add that to it. Thank you, Kathleen. We appreciate it. That's a great idea. Good tip. Thank you. A couple more things. Uh, we're getting towards the end of the show, and I did want to mention, we, we you know, we do have the, the hurricane coming in. And I did want to mention at the beginning of the show, we mentioned our uh, hurricane kit. If you don't have that, think about this. Get water. You need water. A lot of water. One gallon per person per day, a three-day supply of that. Uh, If you're evacuating a two-week supply at home, okay? Food, non-perishable, and as was mentioned, a can opener. If you're doing non-perishable food, you're going to want a can opener. And uh, go ahead and get your strawberry pop tarts now; they'll sell out fast. Also, and Jason, yes. Tell them not to, if you get a portable generator, don't put it in the house. No, do not put a generator <laughs> inside the home. Anything that emits exhaust should go outside <laughs> of the home. And, and remember, the garage is considered inside the house. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> let's get that clear. Uh, a flashlight. No, a good one, not just the little one on your phone. Grab an actual decent flashlight, okay? Uh, Battery-powered or hand-crank radio. Uh, Extra batteries, not just for your flashlight, but something to uh, power up your phone when when it's gone. Uh, A first aid kit. And and really do pack that first aid kit. A lot of things that can happen in wind and water situations are lacerations, cuts, things like that, and things that will need to be closed. So those are the kind of things you want in your first aid kit. So anyway, also we mentioned uh, your contractors. Remember to go to msboc.us to look for licensed contractors here in Mississippi. Also, cpbms.com. That's something you want to look for. And you're looking for licensed contractors, hopefully local here in Mississippi. That will help you a lot if you run into some damage during this uh, hurricane thing that we've got going on. All right, folks, that finishes up. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Jala Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. From uh, Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program. Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.